This Motley Fool podcast is supported by Wonder Capital, an investing service that allows individuals to invest in solar projects across the U.S. Earn up to 11% annually while diversifying your portfolio, curbing pollution, and combating global climate change. Create an account for free at wondercapital.com forward slash fool. Wonder Capital, do well and do good. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Thursday, June 30th, 2016, so we're talking about energy, materials, and industrials. Joining me on air via Skype is Motley Fool Senior Auto Specialist, John Rosevear. John, what is the good word? The good word today is settlement, as in Volkswagens. Yeah, so uh, we're not talking about uh, energy like we always do, it seems, on this show. But we're talking about um, something that I don't think we did on the Energy and Materials and Industrial Show enough, which was uh, the Volkswagen scandal that came out, uh, was that, what, six months ago? Yeah, it was in September that we the world first learned about it. I mean, there had been an investigation and a back and forth going on for a long time. But uh, what happened was the EPA and CARB, the California Air Resources Board, which is a powerful regulatory agency, uh, charged Volkswagen with using what they called defeat devices uh, in certain of their diesel engines that they sold in the U.S. Diesel defeat device is a technical term under the Clean Air Act. It means basically you're skirting emissions control somehow. What VW was doing was they had programmed the software uh, to turn on the emission controls connected to the engine only when they de- when the car detected that a government emissions test was happening and there are certain ways where they could reasonably do that um, so this is a huge thing I mean th- this affects in the US about 482,000 VW and Audi vehicles sold from 2009 to 2015 I mean there are millions of these things worldwide about 11 million total uh, and, and the issue and the reason it's such a big deal in the US is uh, the specific flavor of emission controls that are relevant to diesel diesel engines that don't have uh, clean air systems on them cause smog they emit uh, uh, nitrogen uh, oxides that that that's what causes smog this is why california hates it so much if you're of a certain age like me you remember when la was a smoggy mess now it's only lightly smoggy that's because the california air resources board has been so militant about cleaning all this stuff up uh so they're furious the epa is furious it's a flagrant violation and you know they went back and forth with months to with for months with VW to get to a settlement. Uh, and that's apparently what we got this week. Yeah, so um, you, when I, this came out, I was like, you cannot make this stuff up. Like, it's just <laughs> staggering. Um, so, John, why'd they do it? Uh, well, think about a top-down hierarchical German company, uh, and, and almost in some movie stereotypes here, where they came in and, and told the engineers, you will design clean diesels, uh, they will hit these performance and fuel economy targets, and it will cost this much. And the engineers went round and round and round and decided they couldn't do it. So they uh, somebody, uh, and and it is still months after all this broke, it's still unclear who exactly authorized this and how high up the decision went inside VW. But somebody decided, all right, we'll, uh, we'll create a workaround. A so cheat. no heads have rolled. Um, some heads have rolled. Uh, the CEO, uh, uh, Martin Winterkorn, uh, left a couple days after this broke. He was replaced by uh, Matthias Muller, who had been Porsche's CEO. And Muller has been uh, trying to get his arms around this thing. And it's been quite something. He seems pretty capable, but uh, there's a lot here. <laughs> I don't know if anybody could handle this. Um, so just got the settlement, you know, 
very recently. What is in there? What does Volkswagen have to do to make this right? Well, first and foremost, it's a ton of money. Um, they're going to make it right with what? Well, let's back up a second. What they're settling, first of all, are the charges from the EPA, uh, the charges from the California folks, uh, a separate set of charges from the Federal Trade Commission, who said, "Hey, you were advertising clean diesels. Now we got you on false advertising," um, oh and most gosh. of it uh, was. <laughs> A, a series of class action suits uh, that were consolidated all together with all of these civil claims from the government in one giant court case in California. Uh, suits by the owners basically saying, hey, now my car's worthless. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I bought it on these premises. So first and foremost, VW is setting up a settlement fund that will have a maximum value of just over $10 billion. This is to compensate owners. Uh, owners all owners uh, will get a cash payment uh, of between around five thousand and around ten thousand dollars. That almost um, doesn't seem enough. I mean, yeah. Well, wait, 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 wait. There's, but wait, there's more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, in addition, VW will offer to buy back the cars at their book values as of uh, mid-September, the day before the scandal broke, basically. Oh wow! So whatever they were worth before this news hit the world wires. Uh, they will they will buy back the cars. Um, alternatively, if customers say, well, I want to keep their cars, VW will come up with some way to fix them so that they comply with the Clean Air Act. It is notable that VW and the feds and California have not yet agreed on any sort of fix that will actually fix hold on, the hold cars. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> How are they going to – why didn't they just do that in the first place? I That doesn't right, make any sense right? to me. <laughs> now, is it yeah. true – is it true that these, the you know, the diesel engines and everything, is it true that they were actually so good with their fuel efficiency that everybody was so impressed and that's kind of how this came about? They were like, wow, this is really awesome. How do they do this? It's not just the fuel efficiency. I mean, if you, if those of us who are old enough to remember sort of the first round of Volkswagen diesels in the 1970s, those cars were really slow. Um, they were way fuel efficient, but they were really slow. And gotcha. they were stinky and noisy. These cars are not slow. They drive like like. German sedans. Uh, you know, I, 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 my neighbors have have a Jetta, a 2015 Jetta, with one of these engines. Uh, it's a nice car to drive, actually. What have they you know, said? What are they? Do they want the buyout? Like, what are they doing? Your neighbors? Oh, oh, they they have it on a lease. Uh, alternatively, people who have leased the cars can just turn the car back in, no As penalty, nothing yeah. done, and that's what they're going to do. Pretty much the moment they get <laughs> the form in the mail or whatever, so that's what they're going to do. Got it. So that that's the big chunk of it. There's also some other parts. Uh, VW is going to has agreed to pay 2.7 billion dollars over the next three years, uh, essentially as a fine. But the fine will go into what they call an environmental trust. What this will do is make grants to clean air projects that are sponsored by state governments or something like that. And the idea is that that will help offset the impact of all the excess emissions from these 482,000 cars that have been you know, spewing into the US air since 2009. Uh, they also agree to invest $2 billion over 10 years in zero emissions vehicle infrastructure access and awareness initiatives. This is interesting. Some people are, are looking at this and saying, okay, so VW is being forced to build a competitor to Tesla's supercharging network. Um, which you know, VW doesn't ha VW doesn't have much of an electric car program yet. I mean, they've got a lot coming. That's this is hilarious. <laughs> it is it is hilarious. But meanwhile, you know, General Motors is about to roll out the Chevy Bolt next year. There will be a new Nissan Leaf with or 
next year or the year after. Sometime soon, there will be a new and improved Nissan Leaf with similar range to the Bolt, like 200 miles. Tesla's Model 3 is coming. Uh, <laughs> You know, and they've got to build out this recharging infrastructure, basically, in the U.S., $2 billion worth. Uh, there, are, there are also another set of payments that total around $600 million, uh, that settle claims filed by state's attorney general, as well as Puerto Rico and the District of Columbia. You know, the usual stuff that the attorney generals hop on when this stuff happens. Uh, if everybody opts for the buyback, it costs $15.3 billion, give or take a few million. Wow. Yeah, that's that is a, a chunk big of chunk of change. That's that's it's, that's BP Deepwater Horizon money right there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's far more than GM had to pay for its recall scandal. It's far more than Toyota paid for the unintended acceleration mess several years ago. Uh, and the differences here, there are a couple differences between those. One of those, of course, is there was criminal intent here. Uh, you know, they set out yeah. to violate the Clean Air Act, and whether that's a crime or not, there was there was there was intent to break the law, uh, whether it's a civil violation or criminal violation has yet to be fully litigated. Uh, whereas you know, GM, some people blundered. And likewise, at Toyota, it seems like some people blundered. Uh, it's the difference between a mistake and, a, and you know, intent before the act. Uh, it's also simply a, a fact that, that they can't fix a car, so they got to buy them back. Got um, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if, if there was an easy way to just recalibrate the software that kept most of the good virtues of the cars uh, and cleaned up the air, well, first of all, they would have done that before 2009 when they released them. But second of all, uh, they could just do that. Got it. All right, listeners. Well, before we move on, I wanted to take a moment to talk briefly about our sponsor. As you know, this Motley Fool podcast is brought to you by Wonder Capital. Wonder Capital is a Techstars-backed company with headquarters in Boulder, Colorado. Wonder Capital allows investors to invest in solar projects across the country, and since this is the beginning of this year, Wonder has originated over $25 million worth of solar projects. Your investment goes directly to helping U.S. businesses install solar PV photovoltaic panels. As they repay their loans to Wonder, you receive monthly cash flows in the form of interest payments. The best part is, Wonder doesn't take any fees for investing your money, and Wonder has two funds available. The Wonder Income Fund, which returns 6% a year during a 10-year period, and the Wonder Bridge Fund, which returns 11% a year during a 2-year period. Both funds are asset-backed, the assets being the solar panels. Learn how you can begin in earning up to 11% returns at wondercapital.com fool. Wonder Capital. Do well and do good. So, John, um, just talked about how Volkswagen's going to be forking over across tons of settlements and mm -hmm. investing in infrastructure and all that good stuff. Over $15 billion. Um, do they have that money lying around? Uh, in fact, they do. Uh, they took a, a charge, a reserve, uh, that basically wiped out their 2015 earnings uh, to cover this. That charge is more than enough to cover uh, that $15.3 billion. Uh, as of the end of the first quarter, they had about 26 billion euros, uh, so you know something like $27 billion, in cash and credit lines available to them. So a reasonable reserve for an automaker. Uh, yeah, they could, they could cover this. They can pay for it. They've planned around it. Uh, they're good. But, but here's the thing. The, the question that's being raised now is, what if other governments go back and say, "Whoa, owners of these cars in the U.S. got you know these big settlements. They're buying back the vehicles. Um, you know, owners in Europe got a recall and they installed this little bit of pipe and they say it's fine." Uh, now, part of that is a function of the different environmental regulations. Uh, 
our rules in the U.S. around uh, oxides of nitrogen, the, the relevant emissions that cause smog, are a lot stricter than Europe's. Europe That's is surprising to me, but yeah. Well, Europe is worried more about CO2. Uh, that's why they favor diesels. Diesels get better fuel economy than Volkswagen, than, than gasoline engines. They, so they burn less fuel and generate uh, less CO2. That's, that's the greenhouse gas. That's the global warming contribution. Uh, we're concerned about that, too, in the U.S., but we're also concerned about uh, the pollutants that cause smog on the local level uh, that, that make the cities gray. Um, gotcha. you know, this is, so, so, many- so it's a different set of rules and a different set of priorities, and that's, that's part of what's driving it here. But it is possible that, you know, a lot of, I mean, these cars were sold all over the world, and a lot of governments, I know, I know South Korea is, is taking a dim eye towards Volkswagen right now. There's, there's some sort of criminal investigation going on there. Uh, India has, has uh, sort of rattled their, their equivalent of the Department of Justice sabers a, a little bit. They're getting... Uh, wound out. There are lots of other countries that are talking about this. Uh, fortunately for Volkswagen, they didn't sell very many of these in China. So China is, while China is concerned about this, uh, there aren't you know tens of thousands of cars or hundreds of thousands of cars in China. Uh, so Volkswagen has that going for it. But if some of these other governments go, hey, wait a minute, we want $5,000 for each of our owners. Hey, wait a minute, we think you should buy back these defective cars. Uh, this is going to get real expensive in a hurry. And it has yet to be, to be clear, it has yet to be seen if any of that's going to actually crop up or so not, it's- that's this for investors it seems like what you're describing isn't just a cloud over volkswagen's head it seems like a hurricane over volkswagen's head um, yeah and, and it has been for a while and while we have some clarity about what it's going to take to settle most of the charges in the u.s uh there's still a lot of uncertainty look let's back up a little bit so volkswagen's uh, american depository receipts the shares that trade here in the u.s uh they're, as of as of yesterday, they were down 29, 29% since the day before the scandal. Uh, but the thing is, they were trending down anyway even before the scandal broke because people were concerned about VW's costs. Their cost structure is kind of crazy. Uh, VW uh, is owned in part by the German state of Lo- Lower Saxony. Uh, they have, under German law, they have... Uh, Union representatives, labor representatives have a lot of seats on their board and so forth. I remember, Uh, um, sorry to interject, I remember uh, when the Berlin Wall came down, uh, there was a hedge fund manager named Julian Robertson. He ran that Tiger Fund. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was all excited and he went over to Germany and he's like, oh, they're going to become capitalists and make all this money or whatever. And he toured a Volkswagen plant and he saw the union reps, the sweet cafeteria that all these employees get. And he's like, these people just don't get it. And he he didn't invest in them for the reasons that you just cited. But anyway, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, well, like the comparison is you take GM, Toyota and Volkswagen. They, they all worldwide sell about the same number of cars. Like Toyota is slightly ahead of VW, slightly ahead of GM, but they're all about the same size. Volkswagen has something like twice a the employees that Toyota or GM does, maybe a little more. Uh, you know, it's full employment for everybody. They're Germany's, I believe they're Germany's largest employer. And that's that's a big part of their thinking. They don't want to cut costs. They don't want to cut back. And what that means is that while Volkswagen has been very profitable, uh, at least before the cost of this scandal came up, most of that profit was coming from luxury cars. Audi and Porsche uh, have great profit margins, like their competitors. Uh, and VW is generating a lot of money off of those. The VW brand itself was making very little 
actual money. There were some Jettas, years where it, it, Jettas like, are not a money maker. <laughs> yeah, and and this is but this is the the, the bulk of their sales volume. I mean, and it's kind of breaking even. And there was a growing investor concern and pressure about that. Like if there's a downturn, if people turn away from luxury cars, you know, Audi has been a huge brand in China. If people step away from that, and there's been some sign that they might, uh, what happens to Volkswagen's profits? So so th I mean, there were all the, there there were these concerns coming in like even before this scandal blew up. And now with this uncertainty hanging over it and, and this sort of shareholder unfriendliness of the company, the sense that it's run for their few big investors and, and you know the workers, the employees, the, the government, um, not so much concern for the average guy kind of shareholder. Uh, it, it's tough to make a case to buy it, even though the stock has been beaten up and even though this settlement seems like a big step forward for them. Got it. All right. So bottom line, stay away from the shares, even though they could be a bargain. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm still on stay away. Uh, yeah, it's a big company selling at a good price. Uh, there are signs that the new management team is a good one and that Volkswagen will go in a good direction from here. They're really doubling down on things like electric cars, future technology, so forth, as a way to get past this scandal. Uh, but it's also the smart move, because that's where the industry is going. And and they have a lot of clout and a lot of R&D power and, and an opportunity to be a big player there. But the picture is still very unclear. I mean, they could get whomped with, you know, another huge settlement in some other country. Uh, they're still looking. I, the, the, the settlement in the U.S. doesn't settle... Uh, the Department of Justice investigation. The possibility is that there's criminal charges still. They may have to accept outside monitoring of, of their engineering practices for some period of time, and, and that could add costs and you know inhibit innovation and so forth. It, it's hard to know yet. I, I like to I like to recommend companies when I think there's a good story and maybe the market hasn't seen it yet. Uh, the story here is really muddy. Got it. All right. Well, thanks for your thoughts, John. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. And that is it for us, folks. If you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Again, that's industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people in this program may have interests in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For John Rosevere, I am Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on!